It is 7.50 p.m. on June 17th, 2023, Sunday, and this is basketball this week done quickly. Cool, well, yeah. Uh, like I said, I wasn't going to do a show this week, but too much has happened. So, first first off, we'll start with Michael Jordan selling the team. Uh, apparently, he just basically sold it to people who were uh, the minority owners of the team already, so it's not... It's not that drastic of a sale. It's basically MJ cashing out. If you believe some rumors, uh, he had to leverage himself pretty, pretty hard to, to afford that majority stake. So uh, this may be him unleveraging himself. But uh, <laughs> he has made the team has gone up uh, like 150 million in value. Or sorry, no, it's gone. It's gone up 250 million in value since he purchased it. So. Uh, even if he's only, even if he's only like thirty six percent of that, that's still a pretty, pretty big cash out compared to the thirty six percent he put in. And I'm just, I'm just making that thirty six percent number up. I don't, I don't know what it actually is. But, uh, but yeah, he, he's a, a I was gonna say he's a controversial owner. Uh, that implies that there's somebody who thinks he's, he's been a, a good owner. I would say he's not the worst owner, though. There are, like, really bad, really bad owners in basketball. And uh, so it could get worse. It ha- There are worse. Uh, he's he's okay. <laughs> you know, he's okay. So, um, it's one of these deals where it's kind of a surprise. It's a bit of a surprise for him to do it now because... Uh, it is right before the draft, and generally teams don't. Generally, the new owner wants to be in and, and and make the pick, but it doesn't look like it's gonna happen fast enough. But since he's just selling to uh, other people who are, are principals on the team, they're probably already involved, so it's probably not actually that big of a deal. But it is slightly weird timing, but uh, it's normal because of the situation. Uh, actually. Other news that might have been smaller, since I was trying to go small to small to big. Uh, Michael Dunleavy Jr. is the now the GM of the the uh, the Warriors, replacing Bob Myers, who's out. What does this mean? Who knows? <laughs> we don't have any sort of track record on Dunleavy. Uh, if the rumors are that this was uh, a play by the owners to to be more involved in the day-to-day operations of the team. A first-time GM is certainly the person to uh, facilitate that sort of thing. But who knows? Maybe this is Mike Dunwoody's show. Maybe, like, these are things that us, us as fans, we we never have any real way of knowing if anybody's good or not. So I guess we'll find out. Uh, he he does have the issue of, of Draymond's upcoming contract to address. Uh, it seemed pretty, pretty clear Bob Myers was... Let's fully in, just give Draymond what he wants. Uh, at least if you, if you heard the many interviews uh, of Bob Meyer over the last two years on the, the Low Post show and various other ESPN properties, uh, he seemed to be fully committed to keeping the band together. Even if, you know, he couldn't say, of course he can't say all the sort of stuff directly, but he, from what we hear, he seemed pretty committed on keeping, uh, keeping the band together. Um. Uh, the Draymond thing, I don't know. Like, the, there's a lot of there is a a contingent on the internet who thinks he is now bad at basketball, and I laugh at those people because 
Um, Draymond is still a very good defender, and he's, he played uh, very good defense in uh, in the Western Conference semifinals this year. So it's not like he's coming off a bad a bad series, and he actually had some good offensive games in that series. So, but overall, his offense has slowed quite a bit. So I could see some. I could definitely see some worry in going ahead and keeping him going. But overall, uh, I think I think you can still ride the Draymond show for another couple of years, and that's probably what they'll do. Uh, and then bigger news, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, John Morant was suspended for 25 games. Uh, Bridges was also suspended 10 games and time served, quote-unquote. Uh, so the jaw suspension is, it's not as, like, there. It's it was lighter than anybody I heard. Uh, like, I heard people saying 30 to 50, uh, at least in the media. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, I was never for, like, bringing the hammer down on jaw. I don't think he's necessarily... Uh, some, some figure of of great evil as, uh, is is off portrayed, but he did he did do a video with a gun a literal like two weeks later two weeks after like it wasn't that it was like three weeks after all that maybe maybe four weeks, but he like he. He, like to do it so fast it's just like all right man you you know you get have what you're asking for which is some time off or something i i mean there's it makes no sense at all uh, it's not the smartest play so it's almost 20 so like i would have been strongly ahead of like not doing like a show suspension for him uh but <laughs> he he's so asked for it so it's like you can't even be mad about it um of course, the league is going to appeal. I saw some people be like, oh, the league won't even appeal this. No, that's their job. They'll appeal. Uh, but I'm not looking for... I Unlike the situation with, like, uh, like Ben Simmons, where you knew that shit was... You knew you knew Ben Simmons was getting his money back. Uh, like, the worst that would happen is what, is, is what happened is that this, the Sixers don't have to admit they gave him uh, the money back, but you know he, he's getting that money back because... Uh, like it's very clear in the CBA that they could not have taken that money. It's like why did, it's, it was it was blatant uh, a blatant violation on the owner's part. Like there's like we know that he, like even if somebody hasn't come out and said he got that money back, like you know he got that money back because they didn't have any right to take it. So that one's easy. Uh, and this one, it like the, the NBA is fully within their rights to suspend a dude for uh, flashing guns on Instagram. So even if I don't think it's that big of a deal, like I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's gonna be a much harder appeal for the NBA. And the Bridges thing, like they, like Bridges is getting off so easy, uh, of course, because I mean that's <laughs> uh, that's our society. But he's getting off so easy compared to what he could. That I, I that one I have a feeling won't get appealed. That one will probably just get accepted because he's getting off very easy. Uh, and of course, the biggest news, uh, or at least the most impactful to th- what actually happened on the court, is that you know there was an announcement that Bradley Beal was, uh, or that the ownership of the Wizards were going to work with Beal to uh, potentially be traded, and then he was traded today, uh, as of like. 4 p.m. Uh, I'm almost sure it's going to happen. It's going to be a trade that is uh, consummated. 
uh, before the draft. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, the, since the, the, the trade ended up being uh, Chris Paul and Rand- Landry Shamit for Bradley Beal. Uh, and a bunch of seconds and some pick sauce. We don't know what the exact deal- details of those are, are quite yet. Uh, somebody who's not out in the middle of the woods like I am might be able to tell you that. But uh, I imagine it, it is for every second that the Suns had. And it's a pick swap for the next couple years. That's probably what it is. Because uh, that's, that's what those things usually are. Uh, or maybe it was maybe it was a pick swap for like four years from now. Which would have been pretty smart on the Wizards part if they did it like that. But, uh... uh <laughs> I mean, they... It, the, the only other trade that was like... The only other partner we heard of was, uh, was Miami. And, like... They they were apparently were like the they were uh, it was Jovic and and uh, high uh, I never I don't know was I uh, why am I blanking his just name he has a cool name it's high high something it's a very cool name you you're probably making fun of me for not knowing it because it's a very good name but I'm blanking on it and uh, Victor Oladipo for uh for Bradley Beal and that trade seemed uh, <laughs> that seemed less real to me but. It and, and that's a trade that didn't have to happen now. Like the Chris Paul trade had to happen this week because uh, Chris Paul hasn't. They have until the twenty eighth to decide uh, if if they're going to keep Chris Paul or, or uh, waive him. Uh, my the, my my general belief is that they're going to waive him because that's what that that's like the point of this Washington trade. If you really think about it, is if, is uh, basically they are if. They waive Chris Paul. They're spending twenty-five million dollars to save two hundred million dollars, or like one hundred and sixty, or something like that. Uh, that's how that's how this one is, is. That's why they did the trade of Phoenix. Uh, they were they would be sa- saving significantly less with the Miami trade, uh, and the, the Miami trade probably would have had to happen after uh, in into the next season, uh, which probably doesn't matter that much for the Wizards. But it does matter a lot for Miami because uh, it does it does reduce their flexibility to do things on draft day. So uh, it makes it makes sense that like if if Washington just wanted to get past this and like move on before the next calendar year even started, like and save a ton of money, they did it. They, uh, I mean, like of course there's some chance that they they keep Chris Paul, and even if they do, they they spent forty million dollars to to save. Uh, they spent $40 million to save $160 million. Still an easy play. Uh, there is Chris Paul and the new owner, or new, not new owner, but new uh, new general manager of the Wizards. Apparently there is bad blood between them, uh, which may, which, who knows what that, who knows what that means? Like, uh, I know when Chris Paul was traded to Oklahoma, everybody thought he was getting buy out there, and like, they they came to, Came to an understanding. He uh, played there and kind of revitalized his career, which had a which people who were actually paying attention could tell his career had gone kind of south there. Of course, people who who didn't uh, think he revitalized or had gone had gone south before that. Of course, people who didn't uh, acted like he was. Uh, they were wasting years of his career by him not being on a contender. Uh, but you know those—you can never convince a, a true Chris Paul fan 
uh, any sort of reality about him. So that's, that's, uh, Either way you want to look at it, he had a productive year in OKC, which kind of was able to set up the story of him going to Phoenix and, like, being their savior and, like, remaking their team, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, maybe maybe he could do the same thing in Washington because he's, uh, if, like, if that team is going to have n- not a lot next year. I mean, there is, I guess there is a chance that Kuzma decides to, um, to buy into his, con- or sorry, uh, op- exercise his option. <laughs> and uh, stay still with Washington is how you say a, a sentence in English. It's possible. Uh, but I think Kuzma could make so much more on the open market. I think Kuzma could easily make a full MLE. He's getting paid. Uh, I mean, he's getting paid the equivalent of a, of a full MLE. But from three years ago is, is what that is. Equi- or sorry, at this point, you don't know, no, three years ago. He's getting that MLE. So... Him exercising his option and getting like a, a another like MLE, which has gone up significantly since then, getting himself another six or seven million dollars per year uh, seems like a no brainer for him. Kristaps uh, Przingis, he is much more likely to to decide to go ahead and exercise his option, uh, but who knows? Like, if there's definitely some talk of him trying, uh, I think it would. I think he would be. He is making more than the MLE this year. I think he would be pretty, uh, pretty disappointed with his his spot in the market if he was to to uh, to opt out. Like he's definitely a player who would probably get the MLE from somebody, like the full MLE from somebody. I, I think he's still that guy, even if like I don't necessarily love his game. Like just evaluating like what a scoring center who plays defense. I could see, I could definitely see somebody talking themselves into the MLE for that. Uh, but the MLE is less than the like the twenty nine million dollars he's due this year, so he he's probably going to opt in. So if you think about that Washington team, it's like Porzingis and Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul could make a lot of uh, could put up could do a lot of uh, assist like ten assists, ten points or ten assists, fifteen point nights. Uh, could have some show fake triple doubles. He could do he could do a lot of stuff to make himself look good in Washington and maybe get himself like one more big contract next year, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's pretty rough. Like uh, that that sounds like a pretty rough for somebody who's uh, apparently as driven as he is. That's it's it's pretty rough and like to to have to go to like at this point give another one of his years up. So I have a feeling he's probably hoping he's getting waived. Uh, he can't, you know, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, that should be interesting to see. Uh, definitely from the Suns perspective, to me, it's kind of a lateral move. Uh, I think Chris Paul provides them more, uh, provided them more fluidity to their offense and more like unpredictability, uh, than Bradley Beal does. Bradley Beal is a very predictable player. Uh, and like it's, but Chris Paul is at this point, easier to stop than Bradley Beal is. Uh, so, <laughs> and like, in theory, like, in theory, Bradley Beal should be available more than Chris Paul just because of the age. Although if you look at the, the games of, in recent years, uh, he, <laughs> uh, Bradley Beal has, has missed a lot of games and uh, he, he certainly what is like the number one fan of, of catching COVID. 
And if you're so, the place you want to go to catch COVID in the United States is Arizona. Like it's one of the places that like COVID never stops, never has stopped, never has cooled down, never chilled. So Bradley Beal is going to miss, despite the fact that the NBA doesn't test anymore, he's still going to probably miss some games this year because of COVID. Uh, but hey, he loves it. He loves catching it. So good on him. <laughs> and his defense is really bad. Like, uh, you may hope that like, he did show signs of being, like, potentially a good defender his first couple of years. So maybe Frank Vogel can, like, reach for reach that and, like, get that back out of him. But uh, there is, like, a certain point in, like, in guys' careers where they don't – they either become a good defender or they don't. You don't see a lot of guys who are, like, in their in – their, just about in their 30s who suddenly become, like, great lockdown defenders. I guess we saw, like, C.J. Uh, improve – C.J. McCollum improved because he was, like, the worst defender in the league, and now he's just kind of, like, a mediocre defender. But he – that's, like, the one example I can think of that. And also, maybe he was just such a bad defender because he was playing next to Damian Lillard, who is the worst defender in the league. Maybe that's why he he looks so bad. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But Bradley Beal is going to a team where uh, – They've had some. They had some defensive issues in the playoffs. Some very bad defensive issues in the playoffs, and he is not known as a defender. Frank Vogel is going to have his work cut out for him. Uh, yeah, he's really he really is because Bradley Beal is also not a guy known as a guy who runs a, an offense. Uh, he does not like to run an offense, so that might be a, an issue uh, for Frank Vogel trying to put an offense in. Frank has training in that. He he is aware. Of, he did coach LeBron James. He knows that some. Players don't run an offense, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna have two of those guys, and even Kevin Durant can be a little bit like that. But he's you if you, a good coach can get Kevin Durant to play play in the scheme for sure, and like Kevin Durant wants to run a scheme, he wants to to do those sorts of things. I don't know if if uh, Brad Rowley Beal quite has the same drive, and it, it very much looks like he doesn't uh, participate in an offense. So, man, poor Frank. Frank Frank might want to back out of that job. There's a lot of people predicting they're going to trade Aiton. I mean, who knows? I'm in the woods. Maybe Aiton is traded right now before I, I I get out. But I don't think that's super likely uh, just because it's really hard to get, like, two or three good players uh, for one contract. It's just, it's just not, like, what actually happens in the NBA very often. Uh, like, the fact that the Lakers pulled it off less... Uh, last trade deadline was kind of weird and kind of amazing. Uh, that's why it was so so amazing because it just doesn't normally happen. And Westbrook made a lot of money, and that was a lot of motivation for somebody to do that because he because that saved uh, that saved uh, both it saved the the Timberwolves some money and saved Utah a lot of money. So uh, that was the motivation there for that. Uh, Aiton makes good money, but he doesn't make enough money for a team to be like, okay, I need to, I, I need to save a lot of money. But and and also like Aiton isn't going to get bought out at this point. Like there's the the players union would have a fit if that happens. So that yeah, that's not happening. Uh, so I think trading Aiton may be a little unrealistic right now. Uh, and then if they do trade him right now, uh, what do they fill the rest of their roster out with? Uh, <laughs> that's rough, y'all. That's rough. They have six players on the contract. Uh, they have to, and they're really lucky. Those uh, those no no league no league minimum player thing 
isn't going into effect this year for the second apron because they're they are there. <laughs> but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to field a roster somehow. It's gonna be wild to see it. Uh yeah, it should be fun. Fun to watch, fun to watch, fun to watch for sure. Alright, that's it. Uh I'm gonna get back on the road. It was good talking to y'all. And um the next time we talk will be after the draft unless something really crazy happens. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Love your it is grand. You're good, but I'm better. Don't stay up late. Eat all your greens now. Remember, I love you. I'll see you soon.